Hello, and welcome back to Potophiles, the premier source of information on pedophiles from 20 years ago. And yes, astute viewers and listeners may realize that I just called it Potophiles. We're sticking with the name. Yeah, fuck you, haters. After six months of deliberation, we have decided not to make any changes and continue on with the show as God intended, how we originally envisioned it. Potophile pride. <laughs> with my epic witty title remaining firmly in place today uh i'm joined again by my co-host kaya we're here to oh. talk about the third i think it's the third yeah the third um predator that showed up on the series to catch a predator hosted by chris hansen and nbc dateline this episode was before it was known as that it was back when it was called what was it like dark web or something uh, I think so. Was yeah, that it, that it had a different name. Yeah, this was the the very first episode. We've been going in chronological order for those of you out there who may not have noticed. Um, so the previous two predators were predators number one and two on the show as well. The very oh, first okay. show. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's been so long. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm rusty as well. I forgot what the entire point of this show was and how it was set up. <laughs> we're back. And we've brought with us an extraordinarily interesting, that's to put it lightly, interesting predator who showed up on the show by the name of Dark Hero 73, also known as his real life name, Matt Dooley. Now, what do you know about Matt Dooley slash Dark Hero 73, Kai? Do you have any uh, kind of impression of him before we go into it? Yeah, I remember that this was one of those very early episodes where they had blurred his face. I never saw his face yes. until you just showed me the, um, what was it, Perverted Justice? Yeah, their uh, mugshot yeah. of him. Not a mugshot, just a regular photo where he poses for some reason menacingly like a creep yeah. in dim lighting. But, but yeah, I was actually surprised because whenever that guy's clips uh, came up in highlight reels, I was always wondering, like, why, why is he the only one who ever got his face censored? Exactly. He's the only one. Is he? I, I, I think he's the only one. You, you could be correct, but my current understanding is that he is the only predator that has ever been censored. And we'll get into it later, but broadly speaking, the reason was that he is very clearly a mentally ill individual. He was in and out of uh, mental institutions, and there was an ethical discussion at NBC about how they should portray people with suicidal risks uh, on the show. Do they cut in them out entirely? Do they censor them? Well, like, what, what, what's I, I can the, tell what's you the answer. Do? 4K, 60 frames per second minimum. Yeah. Who cares? It's a pedophile. I think we both agree on that point that uh, it, it's, well, I, Chris Hansen agrees as well, by the way, that their names should be made public because it's a public <laughs> health risk, essentially, to let these uh Well, it is predators. a public health risk. Also, spoiler alert, like, I know, I don't know how many episodes of this fucking thing we're going to do and how when we're going to get cancelled for calling ourselves potophiles but i can tell you how it, <laughs> who it will end on and that's the i think district attorney that shot himself and got the show canceled that dickhead and as uh i don't know if you remember this but around the time like his family actually showed up to council meetings to blame the tv show for like uh, her brother's suicide this dude who was chatting up uh -huh. a 13 year old on the internet it was so silly it's it's incredible <clears throat> the length that the mind will go to like preserve uh, I don't know like innocence I suppose in people that you love like you want to believe that they're not actually the person that um, law enforcement or the media are claiming that they are I assume 
never gone through it myself, but I assume that's the case. So I don't necessarily blame the family uh, because I think that yeah, I mean, I get you know, family point, ties are very, very strong and it's a tricky situation. Yeah, don't they're, blame, they're, like... In my eyes, they're just as much uh, a victim as the actual uh, children in those kinds of cases. Yeah, I don't blame like a mom for feeling a mother's love unconditional for her son or whatever, but you didn't have to fucking cancel the show over this dickhead. So roll him in the <laughs> yeah. grave and keep filming. Yeah, I think... I, I can't remember the specific reason why the show was cancelled in regards to the um, district attorney that you just mentioned, but I, I'm sure we'll get there eventually, maybe in about 60 years once we work through the, the pedophiles that have showed up <laughs> with our time framing. Two episodes a year, currently. But yeah, okay, so... We we we're starting with Dark Hero seventy three today. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt Dooley. It's just it's just some immediate facts to get out there. This was part of the Beth Page uh, investigation in New York. He's thirty years old at the time of offense, I suppose. So he'd probably be about fifty something now. The age of the decoy that he targeted was thirteen. And another fun fact is that he scored a sliminess rating of four point four three, which I would say. <laughs> I forgot about the sliminess. <laughs> that yeah. is very, These are very accurate. What the fuck is this? Like IMDB? <laughs> 4.43? The sliminess rating, for those that don't know, come from the uh, the Perverted Justice website where users would rate these uh, chat logs. <laughs> so that's, it's, a, it's a group aggregated score. 4.43, I would say, uh, after having read his chat log and seeing the individual, um, that's quite low. I would put this pretty damn high in terms of the sliminess out of all of them. It is it is quite graphic. Yeah, I just it took is a glance. It's very it's unstable. Bad. Yeah, it it is pretty bad. And so yeah, four point four three is what the the community has determined Matt Dooley to be sitting at. Um, so to begin with, I believe that we'll go through this in chronological order. I think that's what we did the last few episodes. So we'll go through the chat log first before he. Uh, showed up to the sting operation set up by NBC. So I've kind of grabbed a few excerpts, if you will, from the chat log that we'll mm -hmm. go over and maybe uh, do a line-by-line -line read mm -hmm. um, to kind of get a feel for what Matt Dooley is like. Do you want to start with the, the introductions? Sure. Oh, did you want me to read all of them or what? are we doing it back and forth? <laughs> I suppose it doesn't really matter, does it? As long as we convey the information. You could be Dark Hero if you want, if you're... If you're auditioning for the role. Uh, okay. I, I forget how he sounds. I'll just do a normal. Hi, how are you this evening? Good, you? I'm great, thanks. I'm Matt, 30, from Queens. Are you really 13? This guy routed out the gates, doxes himself. Yep. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. I'm Matt, 30, from Queens. And then immediately, like, <laughs> confirms that he knows that she's 13. <laughs> All in one line. That's like the money shot yeah, for law enforcement. That's so easy. <laughs> That's all you need. Um, uh, then Big Apple Baby Beth, which is the user that he's uh, currently talking to, the Sting operant, um, <clears throat> operator. She says, yes, smiley face. <laughs> yeah, I bet she actually smiled in real life, too, when he was that dumb. <laughs> he says, so I guess I'm too old for you. And then she says, why would you say that? Because I am double your age and then some, lol. So what, lol? Don't matter. You like older men? I like men, not boys. <laughs> well, I am certainly a man. 
<laughs> so there we go. This is how Dark Hero views himself. And that was the introduction, except so he, as Kaios, uh just said, he immediately incriminates himself within the first two messages and gives his entire name, location, and age. Just the perfect opening, really. And knowledge of her age. Yeah, and then immediately, no kind of like dancing around, it shows, uh, starts the flirtatious messaging, I would say, with talking about how she likes older men and confirming that she likes older men. And he confirms that he's double her age and then some. And then finishes it off by confirming that he is, in fact, a man, <laughs> which is which is great. He's very confident of himself. Uh, is this how 13-year-olds talk? Is this what pedos think they talk like? It always amuses me when they fall for the shit. Yeah, we always go back to that. And I think the, uh, the, the boner that these uh, pedophiles must feel kind of you know, clouds their judgment, per se. <laughs> and they don't, they don't think about it as much as they probably yeah, should. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I wonder if they're going to get tricked by ChatGPT. I wonder if, like, law enforcement could automate these things now. Just setting up a oh, bunch they of, should. like, decoy bots. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Farm. That would be a fantastic good use of AI, like an actual helpful use of AI. But then we might see AI busting other AI for inappropriate access <laughs> since, since we've seen that, uh, that AI currently kind of takes the information oh God, about yeah. on the internet. So they might start being pedophiles yeah being a pedo like ai generating child porn oh god yeah and a pedo bot absolutely it's terrifying a terrifying Must exterminate image. and my last <laughs> <laughs> anyway Alrighty. um this is kind of already showing what kind of person matt dooley is he's someone that's a bit confident of himself more confident than he should be and this is further illustrated in the next excerpt which I've titled Mama's Smart Little Boy. So Baby Beth starts off by saying, what do you do? I work for a construction company right now. Doing what? Paperwork. Office assistant. Cool. You must be smart. <laughs> I am very smart. My mother tells me all the time, lol. <laughs> okay, so we'll stop there. That's, uh, that's already immediately uh, <laughs> a red flag just in any relationship if you... If you're talking about how your mother compliments you, that's going to send a lot of girls running, I assume. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if it's a joke. He could actually be believing this. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I, think he, I think he said it in a confident way, not a joking way. Like, he's actually trying to impress this 13-year-old kid <laughs> with the credentials that his mom has <laughs> offered him. <laughs> yeah, well, then the other person kind of mocks him for it, the um, decoy. Yeah. If you want to read She it. goes on to say, and my mom tells me I'm pretty, so it must be true, lol. <laughs> yes you are pretty believe me it's true okay so he went the creepiest route possible to the, to the kind of slight joking that the uh that the decoy went on kind of like subtly insulting him as well yeah i know <laughs> the person couldn't help themselves yeah oh god these next two are actually gross oh yeah this it, one annoyed me to read it, um, it immediately gets yeah. bad so we kind of started off on like i would say a sliminess rating of 4.43 and then it divulges into sliminess rating like 5 million, basically. So uh, the next one I've titled Propositions, and you are starting because you're Dark Hero 73 I'm... in this situation. Yeah, Dark Hero says, If you and me had a relationship, Beth, we would have to keep it real low profile. And then baby Beth goes on to say, Of course I do a lot mum don't know about. 
I wouldn't want your mom to know about it. Maybe you could sneak out of the house and meet me tonight. So that is so vile. It is so this is disgusting. Like murder, murderer yeah. texts. Ugh. So it's immediately starting like the whole isolation tactic. Like, hey, keep this on the download. Don't tell your loved ones about this at all, because obviously he knows it's wrong. Oh yeah. Your mom wouldn't understand. You're so mature for your age. It's, you're yeah, so misunderstood. Your parents are just so close-minded. Blah, blah, blah. People would judge me. Immediate manipulation. Sneak out and meet me. Yeah. Yeah, this is so fucking creepy. Jesus Christ. See, but this is what we grew up with in the 2000s. So I, when I said on the show that I just assumed everyone I was chatting with wanted a piece of my ass, this is what I mean. Uh, yeah. You inoculated against this sort of shit. 100%. And if you're, if you're a kid listening to... This episode of Podophiles, for some reason, first of all, probably don't, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe don't. Uh, but also, if if an adult or a person over the age of 18 or anyone really tells, uh, tries to like isolate you against your parents in that way, they're not a good person, that they, they don't have your best interests uh, in heart. Obviously, that's no, not, never. that's not in uh, all situations. Obviously, your parents could be bad people, but more often than not, they're not. Um, so maybe just think about it more deeply. All right, so then this is, again, another step up in the creepiness aspect. It goes on um, to... Dark Hero goes on to start talking about his prospective career in amateur photography, if you will. I would love to take some pictures of you sometime. Oh, what kind of pics? Pics of you in nice clothes. Maybe some of you in some swimwear. Hmm, it's a little chilly for that tomorrow, lol. Lol. We could find some place to go if that's what you want to do. Like where? Like a hotel room or my place. Is this guy really gonna right. roll up in a fucking hotel? Like, say one room, make it a bigger bed for me and this little piece of ass yeah. that I brought. She's twelve. Don't mind. I mean, it must it must happen to some degree um, because I I've seen a lot of chat logs where they do pull that move. Like, hey, come to a motel or a hotel. Maybe there's the impression. Maybe you can like book online and they leave out a key or something. Or maybe there's like. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh. Well, I mean, back in the day, I guess they just don't. They wouldn't care. Or, I mean, whatever. Fucking Weinstein did this twenty million times. Maybe there's some sixteen year old yeah. kid like behind the desk, and you just assume that, you know, it's a parent and daughter kind of situation. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Either way, uh, yeah, he goes straight to the dirty and dingy and starts talking about wanting to take photographs of this little girl. In a hotel room. Yeah, meet me alone at my place. <laughs> don't tell don't tell anyone you're here. As if right. it wasn't bad enough already with the prospect of meeting up and stuff, but it immediately goes into creating, you know, uh, child exploitation material, which is just, you know, another step up, in my opinion. Well, they always bring their fucking cameras. They uh, always, back in those days, they had the uh, disposable cameras especially. Every other pa- fucking pedophile that got caught on the show had one of those. An... And rope, sometimes. Yeah. For no reason, haha. I just always have rope in my car, and a gun, and a knife, and duct tape. <laughs> I, uh, I always love those guys. It's horrifying shit. It really is. So it goes on, uh, he, he again progresses. What are you going to wear? Or are you going to let me decide? <laughs> I might have some ideas. You might need to wait once or two times while I change, lol. That's not a problem. Change as many times as you want. And then maybe Beth gives a, like a, what's that, like a open mouth smiley the emoji. tongue out. Yeah, kind of like a goofy yeah. emoji. And he says, are you going to pose nude for me, sweetheart? 
Yeah, so it's it's progressing pretty quickly. This is in the span of maybe, I don't know, like 100 messages, if I recall correctly. Maybe less, actually. So I would say it's progressing at a fast rate, uh, a fast pace, and he's getting right to the meat of this stuff pretty quickly. Yeah, and the, the Dominator. Ew, what is this title? Yeah. Uh, he says, are you submissive, Beth? What do you mean? I mean, do you like to be controlled by a man? I don't know. I kind of like the idea of someone thinking I'm hot and telling me what to do. Well, I think you are hot, sweetie. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> you cute too, smiley face. As far as telling you what to do, I could think of no greater fantasy right now. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Are you a virgin? There's the question. It's always <laughs> going to be that question. The, yeah. <laughs> it's, always, it's always, yeah. I'm talking to a fucking literal child. Hey, have you done bukkake and <laughs> anal yet? Like, no, idiots. It's like, are you a virgin? Do you have pubes? <laughs> are you alone right now? <laughs> it's always these questions. Do you, do you have pubes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, they're so fucking dumb. It, anyway, she she continues. Um, uh, that same emoji with the tongue out. Not anymore. Okay, that's good. So, would you like it if I told you what to do, Beth? Yeah, that sounds like it would be totally hot. <laughs> I can detect some sarcasm here in the decoys. Uh, text. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, in other words, I would be your master, and he wrote that in capital M. Yeah, master. Sign a sign of uh, respect. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> I guess I would have to do whatever you say. I want to be your master, capital M, so badly. Yeah. So there Ugh. we go. He's uh, already exerting his control fantasies on this thirteen-year-old girl and uh, trying to put them into a submissive position that's not even how is this even a fucking like you're not even breaking any this isn't subvertive like a child is already the submissive in any adult child relationship it is a literal child yeah like i am your master yeah no shit you're the adult in the room well i mean i think master in this sense has a completely uh you know different connotation i know it just like usually in bdsm if you're calling someone master it's because you're like relinquishing your control yeah, exactly. to them and it's kind of kinky because they get to be the i don't know the person who just is your master but with a child that's i don't know it's just weird to think of well i think i think the kink well the thing <clears throat> fueling dark hero here is he wants to uh ruin the innocence of this child i assume and really do whatever he wants that's what's is no, you can't get a bitch his own age. This is always a problem with these dudes. So they settle for like these super inexperienced little girls who, uh, you know, have no confidence to just make fun of them the way an adult woman would. Oh yeah, definitely. But also, I do think that even if he could get a chicky's own age, and he has, it, we'll go into this further. But uh, even even if he could, there would still be that fantasy of doing this to these these uh, children. And we see that in a lot of other predators as well later on. Like there, there are married predators more often than not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, sorry, I was just imagining like, what if the roles were reversed and he wanted her to be like the dominatrix <laughs> yeah. and getting whipped by a child? <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's interesting that we never see those situations prop up, huh? Yeah, like tie me to the bed on piss on me to like a twelve-year-old. <laughs> well, there, there is. I have seen a few chat logs of stuff like that, but yeah, it does seem like there's not as many individuals predators that want uh, to relinquish control. I think that's what the offense is all about, really, is like taking, taking control of uh, someone that they shouldn't. 
I don't know. People try to explain rape that way. It's not about sex. It's about power or whatever. And I feel like oftentimes it's just overcomplicating things. These guys are just so fucking horny and they like kids. Yeah, maybe. Um, so the next yeah, excerpt next is what I found to be a pretty interesting one. It kind of harkens back to the original uh, introduction excerpt because he goes out of his way to try to incriminate him as, himself as much as possible and ruin any kind of defense. So I've titled this one, Can't Use the Fantasy Excuse Anymore. So take it away. All right. He says, okay, I have fantasies, Beth. I want you to help me take make them into realities. So uh, I'll, I'll explain this a bit further. So a lot of the excuses that these predators like to come up with on the show is that it's all fantasy. And there's been no offense. I didn't intend for anything to actually happen. It's just a yeah, fantasy. Yeah, just going to come and talk. Yeah. Dark Hero, yeah. on the other hand. We were just playing. Dark Hero, on the other hand, basically puts it all out of the table and says, hey, uh, I have fantasies. Please make them real for me. So, <laughs> you know, uh, that, that would be a great thing that the police could use, I think, if he would ever bring that up. Big a Apple Baby Beth continues on to say, okay, I can do that. And he says, have you ever addressed a man as sir before? Just a couple of teachers. Okay, well, here is one of my fantasies. When you talk to me, I want sir to be the first and last word out of your mouth. Can you do that for me, baby? Ugh. So fucking gross. <laughs> so it continues. Uh, the next, uh, uh, we're still early in the conversation at this point. Um, and the decoy does do a fucking phenomenal job of <laughs> saying sir at the very start and end of every sentence that comes on after this. Obviously to keep the predator, you know, invested in the... Yeah, I like how he said we're still early in the conversation, but he's already like knee-deep in his uh, yeah. fantasies to molest this girl. And, like lining up this whole game plan to meet her. Yeah, it's all, it's all he sees. Dommy, mommy. It's all he sees. <laughs> all right but she does slip up now and again and i wanted to uh illustrate this with the next excerpt by showing what happens when uh the illusion is broken so dark hero goes on to start good you are going to learn how to make me happy beth tell me why you love it uh he was touching himself while he wrote 100 percent. oh yeah 100 percent uh, Beth goes on to say, sir, because I like to make you happy, sir. Like, this is the fucking military <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> sir, yes, sir. <laughs> You'll make me very happy if sir is the first and last word out of your mouth on the phone. Will it be Beth, sweetie? And then Beth goes on to say, sir, is he off the phone yet, sir? Because uh, I should clarify, uh... The reason Dark Hero hasn't been out of call yet is because his roommate is using the phone. So that's what that's about. <laughs> what a loser. Yeah, fucking pathetic. Not yet. Damn it. <laughs> Sir, I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to talk to you. But then she made the crucial mistake of not finishing the sentence with the sir. And then she realizes her mistake and says, Oh, sir. Oops. Lol. <laughs> and then Dark Hero says, I hate it when you do that. <laughs> She, uh, by the way, I read the chat log and she hadn't done it at all before that point. So this was the first time that she screwed up. And then she said, sir, I'm sorry, sir. Don't do it again. Sir, okay, sir. Sir, sorry to make you angry, sir. <laughs> you, <d> you didn't make me angry. You just disappointed me a little. Oh, no. Sir, sorry, sir. It's okay, just don't do it on the phone. So, yeah. yeah he'll lose his boner. <laughs> yeah, it's already it's already broken the illusion to him, I guess, or something. Or or, or he's, tr he's trying to do like a try-hard 
domination thing with a 13 year old child which is even and this is really try hard yeah this it's so super try hard. Cr- this isn't even this wouldn't even be sexy with like an adult no what the fuck am i reading stop calling me sir yeah absolutely it's it's fucking wild this is like a virgin's idea of what a you know a snm kind of relationship is yeah <clears throat> yeah True. The, the conversation continues. We've got a couple more excerpts to go, but the conversation continues, and uh, Dark Hero is lamenting the fact that he's not able to get on the phone and talk to his new 13 year old girlfriend. I can't wait for two things right now my roommate to get off the phone, and for me to take pictures of you tomorrow. <laughs> and then Beth continues Sir, just pick, sir. It's so fucking goofy. <laughs> <laughs> She's still going with the sirs, by the way. She has to. Yeah, I know. So fucking that one hit me out of line. Yeah, why did you have anything else in mind? Sir, whatever you want, sir. What if I wanted sex? Sir, I do what you say, sir. Really? You will be my little fuck toy, Beth? (laughs) So fucking bad. Oh my god. Sir, if you want, sir. (laughs) We should have read this on the main show. This is awesome. (laughs) I do want that. But I could get in trouble, you know. <laughs> sir, I'm sorry, sir. So I guess for now we'll just stick to pictures, okay? Bro, it, it can get legal. in trouble for that too, dummy. Yeah, it's all yeah, legal. that's not any better. So he's he's affirmed that he knows that he'll get into trouble. Well, I don't understand. Is just having this conversation is illegal. It's not just taking the pictures. It's not just the um, you know, the the sex or anything like that. It is the act of coercing a child. To meet up with you in real life. What he's done has already crossed the line. You know? Yeah, the intention, I think, is already uh-huh. a crime. That's why the decoy doesn't even have to be real, according to those laws. Exactly. At least in that's some states. I don't know. Anyway, he continues to say, I'd like to make you my property for real. Sir, I'd like that, sir. You'd like to be my property? Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> she actually did the say yes, sir. <laughs> Would you do everything I said? Sir, anything you said, sir. Why? Why would you give me such a wonderful gift? <laughs> He's waxing poetic now. <laughs> I'm imagining him on his hands and knees, like, crying about how lucky and fortunate he is. Yeah, this doesn't sound dominant at all. Yeah, it sounds pitiful. Giving me a wonderful gift? What the fuck? Anyway. I'm such yeah, a lucky uh, man. Return. Uh, Beth goes on to say, <laughs> Sir, I, because I want to make you happy, sir. Why do you want to make me happy? Why not someone else? Uh, his insecurities are setting yeah, in. He's oh like, no. what the fuck? Has he already, has he already come? <laughs> Why me? I don't, I don't deserve you. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like post-nut clarity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she goes on to say, Sir, because you're cute, sir. Sir, because you think I'm pretty, sir. Okay, those are good reasons. I think you're extremely pretty, sweetheart. Alright, that's good. She made a convincing argument as to why <laughs> she wants to make him happy. <laughs> yeah, that was easy. That's it. That's it. Uh, something I was thinking about earlier in this conversation. It's always interesting to see these conversations and how easy it is to lure these predators in and keep them invested. Like, just look at the uh, like words per message in comparison to the each of them. Like, Beth is using very short sentences. Doesn't particularly seem very interested. Whereas Dark Hero is basically writing paragraphs, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that they're basically not interacting back. It's just the yeah. I know this is. It's not even a lot of effort. Plus, the the funniest thing I found is just how the decoys always like mistype in the way that they think a child would type. Yeah, but it's 
not in any way that like any of us ever typed as children. It just completely, it's a boomer's idea of how teens talk, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. cutesy, I guess. It's funny that they don't pick up on that. Um, okay, next one. <clears throat> Wardrobe decisions. The final excerpt. So, so this is coming. This is towards the end, uh, before the before the phone call <clears throat> was made and before they discussed meeting up. They meet up very quickly afterwards, and the conversation is quite uh, small. Like it, it goes pretty quickly. So wardrobe decisions. This is this excerpt. So how many bikinis do you have? Sir, just one, sir. Sir, but it might be tight, because it's last year's, sir. Again, tight is spelled like yeah. T-I-T-E. <laughs> Clearly spelled wrong. Um, that's okay. It might be even better if the bikini looks a little small and can't hold you in. You know what I'm saying? But, but, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying is just such a weird sentence to write in this situation. The big ba- a big apple baby Beth replies <clears throat> saying, so yes, sir. And he goes, how big is your chest, Beth? Beth says. There's something about, I've noticed that incels like refer to tits as chest. Yeah. Every time. I don't know what it is with them that they're like. At, almost analytical. Yeah. Because huh. uh, they're educated. They're smart people. Big Apple Baby Beth says, Sir, I'm a big bee, but big, getting bigger, sir. Uh, you look pretty big. Sir, thank you, sir. Maybe I'll get to suck on those tits tomorrow. <laughs> Immediately gets rid of <laughs> <Jesus>. the chest. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to I might get in trouble? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> true. <clears throat> oh, speaking of chest, I, I just remembered. I don't know if you remember, but I have this like personal lol cow called Harden, who's also like yep. an incel and woman hater. So one time he was um, in a video call with us and we we're just kind of, you know, making fun of him, but he can't really tell. And I, I would keep asking him stuff and talk to him and notice that he was completely zoned out. And I'd go, Harden, Harden? And he'd go, sorry, I, I was looking at Mariah's chest. <laughs> just completely proudly announce that he zoned out because he was looking at the girls. Oh my God, that's so gross. Oh man, that was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then afterwards, um, uh, they make the phone call, and the the chat, <clears throat> uh, what do you call it? the chat transcripts, has the note here about the phone call. It says someone placed the call, someone on their team placed the call. She, uh, the the voice actress, if you will, uh, slips up once or twice with the sirs on purpose just to rile him up a little and see if he'll get hostile. He does, berating her for getting her place in quotation marks. <laughs> she quickly terminates the call after trying hard not to laugh at his. Fran Drescher-esque accent. Do you have the call? Uh, I don't have the call. They didn't record the call. It's a shame. Oh, yeah. Such a tease. Yeah, they, 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 I couldn't see the call recording anywhere. I don't know if they released those, weirdly enough. So after that, he he leaves. He He's made plans to meet up with the girl, the 13-year-old girl, let me remind you, at her place while her mum's away. And that's when... The sting happens. That's when his entire fantasy is ruined. Uh, so we'll start now with clip number one of him showing up on the show. This 30-year-old man, screen name Dark Hero, showed up expecting a date with a 13-year-old girl. It turns out he has a history of mental illness with possible suicidal tendencies. So we've disguised his identity but included him in our report to illustrate how there's no telling what kind of unstable character might show up for a meeting with a minor. You sit down at the counter. I want to finish getting dressed, okay? Sit down where? At the counter. Okay, where the light is? Yeah. Okay. 
But instead of meeting his fantasy girl, I walk in. You thought it was a good idea to come visit a 13-year-old girl for what reason? Just to hang out. Just a lonely guy, you know? I, might, I don't mean anybody any harm. Have you ever done this before? No. <laughs> so, he's, he's just a lonely guy, all right? Uh, he's, he's already so pathetic, by the way, in comparison to his macho, yeah. uh, you know, domination-esque uh, attitude in the, in the chat scripts. He's just... I mean, what's he supposed to do? Be like, uh, it's, sir, have you done this before, sir? <laughs> but Ray's first for not calling him, sir. No, it's just the first sentence out of, out of his mouth is literally, I'm a lonely guy. <laughs> I'm so sad. <clears throat> yeah, I wasn't planning on anything except taking photos. Yeah, I, it's just harmless stuff, Chris. Come on. Harmless. I'm, I don't mean any harm. Uh, so, yeah, again, his face is censored in the show. Uh, that's a first for the show. We'll have Chris Hansen's explanation on that later on in this episode. Um, but let's move on to clip number two. But when 30-year-old Dark Hero learns he was going to be part of our report, he tries a different approach. Remember, we've disguised him because of his history of mental illness and possible suicidal tendencies. I'm ashamed. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean anybody any harm. <laughs> then he reveals something that, after investigation, appears to be true. I'm a schizophrenic man. I, I'm, I'm supposed to see my doctor today. All right, perhaps you should go see him. I'm just getting my life in order. You're going to ruin my life. You're the one who made the decision to come here. But I didn't know I was going to wind up on television. <laughs> what would you have done with a 13-year-old girl? I probably just would have said hello and how you doing, and we maybe we would have taken a ride in the car, and that's it. We you were going to take her for a ride in the car? Maybe. <laughs> so, I love Chris's, like, incredulous exclamation about the car. Like, why does it matter where he takes her if he's, like, going to have sex with her? photographer like what's the car thing why, why is that so traumatic for chris yeah also he went very quickly from i was planning on doing nothing i was just gonna say hi to yeah i might take uh, put her in my car yeah, and drive her. off with her yeah 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 <laughs> just fucking ember alert this bitch so it's it, oh my, my it's it's hi like, how you doing how are you in the car <laughs> that's what, that's the chain of events for him apparently yeah, also, just it's infuriating how indignant he is about the whole thing. Like, oh, yeah. well, what, you're going to ruin my whole life because of this? I was just getting it in order, and now you're going to put me on TV? Oh, fuck you. Just getting it in order. He blew off a Dick. schizophrenic uh, mental health appointment to come hook up with a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> that's not getting your life in order, but <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. He really fell off the wagon there. <laughs> it was an off day, all right? It was a cheat day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like calorie counting but child counting <laughs> alrighty so here's clip number three um, <clears throat> Dark Hero gives some thoughts on Chris Hansen's show basically the, the, to catch a predator show I just got out of a mental institution a few months ago I'm just a guy looking for a girlfriend that's it you're gonna take a guy who's looking for a girlfriend and put him on TV and say oh here's a pedophile that's what you're gonna do, right? Because I because I came to meet a 13 year old, even though I didn't do anything. I think that's ridiculous. I think your story is a piece of shit. <laughs> so there's that indignancy again. I love how that entire clip, Chris Hansen doesn't even have to say anything. He's just like looking at him with like a confused expression on his face, like he's just going, "Well, you're just gonna call me a pedophile just because I want to come here and have sex with a 13 year old girl, huh?" 
Checkmate. I know. It's like, oh, you want to expose me? You want to show me on TV? You want to show people that I came here for a 13-year-old and you're going to ruin my life? And all the while, I'm just imagining like that sideways chat face meme that just says yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> I, do, I think your story is a piece, piece of, of shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> like all that shit beforehand was somehow evidence that the show it is not doing a good job. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Yeah. He said, I think your story is a piece of shit. Yeah. It's like, bro, I mean, you are the story. (laughs) I'm just looking for a girlfriend. And you literally just said, I'm sad, I'm lonely, I'm looking for a girlfriend that happens to be 13 years old currently. You're going to say, I'm a pedophile. So fucking goofy. (laughs) Alrighty. Damn, I wish I did that fucking voice while reading these chat logs. Oh, yeah, his voice Should've is... Should have watched the clips first. His voice is both <clears throat> grating and hilarious at the same time. It's kind of like exactly what I, I know, imagined. it's so funny. Um, it's still the worst voice on the show, by the way. There are some predators with just the most amazing voices. Oh, I ever. remember one that had like a Mickey Mouse. Yeah, that's the one I was voice. thinking as well. Yeah, the Mickey Mouse predator. Um, we'll get to him eventually down the line. Um, so <sighs> this next clip... Final clip from the show, because these were very short segments back in the day. They didn't interview them in uh, quite a lot of detail in the um, Beth Page investigation. So he's going to talk about his previous history of abuse and mental illness. Here. It turns out Dark Hero has a long history of mental illness, and he has a history with law enforcement. In fact, his former girlfriend was granted an order of protection against him, an order which he violated. He later pleaded guilty to second-degree harassment and criminal contempt. Yet here he is, able to chat online, make a date, and show up for a possible sexual encounter with a 13-year-old. So it's a good point there. Uh, this is a guy, a, I would say a dangerous guy. He's, he's, you know, legally in trouble for previous harassment and abuse towards his <coughs> former partner, girlfriend. Um... So he's a dangerous guy, and somehow he's and he's in a mental institution, uh, in and out of them, previously, and somehow he's still able to strike up a conversation online, unmonitored. Uh, that's just how easy it was back then. Yeah, it also seems to think that's some sort of an excuse, like, I'm schizophrenic. Yeah. Well, okay, if anything, that means you should not be let off the hook at all. If anything, that means we need to get you off the streets even faster. Like, we can't be having schizopedos running around. Yeah, that's a dangerous combination. neighborhood. Yeah, and just the creepy way in the clip he walks towards Chris Hansen yeah. like, domineeringly, almost like he's about to punch him in the face, but then Completely he backs unhinged. off and walks out of the home. Yeah, he, he's definitely uh, probably one of the most unhinged predators that's ever appeared on the show. Maybe not the most unhinged, but definitely one of the most God, unhinged. I, I swear, the things, like, the, the money I would pay for an unredacted clip or video recording of him just talking to Chris Hansen for an hour... Oh, just you... explaining himself in that stupid voice. <laughs> Man, so you are in luck. This next segment that we're going to go into uh, is a special one because there was a TCAP to catch a predator community member who hosted a 30 minute long interview with this figure, um, this this <gasps> Dark Hero 73. And I've recorded you some of the choice. To that later. I've, yeah, I've got oh. some of the choice clips right here that we can go into right now to see. What his rationalization of the events were and how he perceives it and how he perceives himself to be uh, attacked and unjustly, you know, 
accused of a crime that he didn't commit. Uh, straight up, before we play any of these, they are very clearly the unhinged ramblings of a schizophrenic individual. This is the kind of stuff that you would hear like on a bus as some homeless person is rambling in the corner, you know, that kind of thing. 100% it is. Beautiful. Um, so we're going to start with this. First clip, I believe, is giving an explanation, a, a kind of introduction to the interview itself. So we're here with Matt. Uh, Matt was uh, caught up in the um, dangerous web sting. And, uh, and, and it was kind of unfair because Matt was uh, targeted by, by Dateline and other forces. And he has some things he wants to get off his chest. Thank you, Joey. You're welcome. And I would agree with you 100% that I was indeed targeted by the program NBC Dateline. And I don't know specifically the cause. However, I do know that it was, of course, in New York City three years after September the 11th, 2001. And the president <laughs> at that time, George W. Bush, was running or preparing to uh, run for re-election. <laughs> so immediately, <laughs> this is immediately a, okay. This I didn't know. This is a conspiracy that reaches the upper echelons yeah. of power. Yeah, I didn't know the Illuminati was out to get him. <laughs> no, George W. Bush saw all this, and he wanted Matt Dooley behind bars because his entire re-election campaign hinged on Matt Dooley being behind bars. You know. But, when the when the Jewish lizard people who did nine eleven of course pulled George Bush into their uh, smoke filled chamber, they told him Matt has got to go. He's <laughs> the only thing standing in our way to world domination. <laughs> exactly. All right. So this next clip uh, is an explanation of why he was targeted. Because immediately we have questions, right? Like, why would the government target you, Matt? Why Why does George Bush want you behind bars? And boy, does he have some answers for you. Uh, I still can't make sense of them, so I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping you might be able to. I also believe that uh, what is known in New York City as Kendra's Law was a factor because the story of Kendra Webdale, who unfortunately was pushed in front of a oncoming subway in New York City uh, by a gentleman, an individual by the name of Andrew Goldstein, was featured on Dateline many times. <laughs> And myself and many of those around me who were also incarcerated at the Creedmoor Psychiatric Center were, uh, you know, affected by this law where mm -hmm, we, mm -hmm. our, our specific cases had nothing to do with this individual. However, because the assisted outpatient treatment law was created due to the actions of Mr. Goldstein, we were persecuted by that law. And I believe that Lynn Keller, the executive producer of Dateline, uh, located me within Creedmoor, within that program. I believe I was targeted. And for the reasons I just mentioned, the political climate in New York City in early 2004, in addition to my knowledge of what really happened on September 11th, 2001 uh, in Lower Manhattan. <laughs> I like the um, I like the interviewer going, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, just trying to coax it out of him, obviously. Um, so immediately goes into 
I, I can't remember the law's name off the top of my head that he just talked about, but it was something that came Kendra's apart. Kendra's law. Kendra's law. Yeah, <laughs> from a from a girl who was pushed in front of a train. I straight up believe, I, I thought he was going to start talking about how maybe George Bush was behind the fucking wheel of the train or something. And that that's what, he, what information he had. I don't know how that law pertains to him being persecuted in the mental institutions or, or how that leads into 9-11, but it, it's all connected. I'm seeing the red tape already. <laughs> I'm seeing the red strings on the chalkboard. Yeah, was it like a secret order by the president to, okay, decoy, go and pretend to be 13. That's how we're going to get him. Yeah. I mean, even if you were targeted, you kind of deserve it for that one. Again, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, 100%. Uh, he, he straight up, it doesn't matter if they intended him to be caught. He put himself in a position where he was flirting with a 13-year-old. Again, he says it. In yeah, the, don't fucking do it. It's that easy. It, I'm, I'm a fucking. Message. N- I'll tell you what. I'm a 9/11 conspiracist too, but this is not how you would ever get me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've discussed uh, the motives or the explanations of why he was targeted by maybe the U.S. government or uh, maybe the, the producer at NBC. The but Illuminati. What was, yeah, or the Illuminati or whatever. But why was Chris? What was Chris Hansen's motive? Well, Matt Dooley has some insight into that, so we're going to play that now. Uh, In the summer of 1994, I had opened an account with the online brokerage E-Trade. I was one of of the first customers of E-Trade, which is now a household name, uh, I believe. And at the time, there was only one online, one other online broker in existence. So I think what Mr. Hansen did with his program to catch a predator was uh, utilize it in a way to deter people from looking at the stock market, NASDAQ level two, the New York Stock Exchange. I don't know how he makes these connections. <laughs> that is amazing. Now we're like on a, you know how governments and like the media will sometimes actually uh, give you a distraction so you don't focus on like, you know, chemical trains derailing in Ohio or whatever. He thinks that's, this is what happened to him. Like he was used as the fall guy. So to, I guess, misdirect people away from NASDAQ for some fucking reason. <laughs> Yeah, so for some reason, uh, Chris Hansen went after him because he was an online trader. <laughs> he was circumventing the NASDAQ, I assume that's what he meant. I, I Yeah, was he affecting like Fortune 500 companies? What the fuck effect would his trading have on NASDAQ? Well, he was one of the first, you see. He was one of two online brokers, I think he just said. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. Okay, I see. <laughs> Apparently he, was a, he invented the technology. <laughs> The earlier you are, the more your money is worth. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it it is actually I guess insane Bitcoin, rambling. It is insane rambling, and uh, Matt won't have any of it. He he he's not a fan of how he was persecuted. So let's hear from him. Do, do you think maybe that's his like trick? He's acting like an insane retard on purpose to like show people, hey, I'm insane. You can't blame me for what I've done. I mean, it's a possibility, but no, I, I it genuinely seems like he is. Uh, 100% certifiably yeah, I also want it to be true because that's funnier. I mean, he I mean, he straight up has been through the mental health uh, systems. This, this would yeah, be a, a long play just for that, I think. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's let's listen to what he has to say about how he was persecuted. They have their political beliefs and their convictions 
in those people's minds. So if somebody comes along with different ideas that don't agree with their ideas, their political ideologies, it's not that you think what you do, it's that you don't think what they think. So that's what they target. It's very similar to totalitarian countries such as Nazi Germany. So we've hit the, this is just like oh Nazi Germany. <laughs> oh, Jesus, this is like the prototype to the like cancel culture blather. Like yeah. they're trying to shut me down because I speak the truth and only I speak the truth. Uh, okay, Did, whatever. Is what he just said boiling down <clears throat> to uh, they wanted to arrest me because they didn't agree with me fucking a child? <laughs> I was such a free thinker. <laughs> I, my ideas are just too dangerous <laughs> and radical i mean yeah i guess they didn't think the same way i did they didn't like the 13 year old girls the same way i did so they're basically like not i mean yeah, also the fact that you showed up to actually do it there's also that not just your ideas but sure go off <laughs> okay we're gonna play a few more <laughs> clips from this interview uh this one uh is specifically about chris hansen i think chris hansen is full of you know what and he's taken this and run with it as long as he can. And honestly, I was taking a look at that second look at that Murphy, Tech, Texas episode just the other night. I think Chris Hansen has bounced more than just checks uh, to pay for mugs and T-shirts and whatever he got arrested for in Connecticut. He bounced chat transcripts on the general public with that program. <laughs> and uh, the man is a fraud. <laughs> all right so what? he's treating it like it's a fucking wrestling match introduction like he's a he's trying to start drama with uh chris hansen there uh he's talking about chris hansen's admittedly kind of shady past few years because this interview happened 15 years after the show aired by the way i forgot to mention that but it did 15 years after oh um so yeah chris hansen not in the best position currently so he's throwing shade at him for that and saying he's not the most trustworthy of individuals but then he ties that into saying that the chat logs were i guess fabricated and pushed onto the u.s population oh. by tris hansen oh. so, i see he was framed he was framed for his role with better trader whatever fucking website he named <laughs> and kendra's law i bet yeah. that bitch kendra was in on it too she jumped in front of that train just to get him yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've talked about uh, how he's, you know, he's he's being pursued like it's Nazi Germany. I guess there's only one other kind of, what would you call it, gimmick? No. What, what's it What's it like when they all use the same excuse? Like a cliche almost? I guess like a cliche. Yeah, stereotype cliche. Yeah, what's the next cliche that he can use as a defense? Let's, let's listen to this next clip to find out. I believe that you are innocent until proven guilty. Many people in this country who have been crucified by the electronic press are stunned that uh, this country doesn't seem to work that way. And if it does, when you're accused of such things, even if you're found innocent, you live with those stains and that dirt on you for the rest of your life. I mean, you committed the crime. It's in video evidence. We saw, you saw it, and you admitted to the messages. This isn't like an innocent yeah, until... You, know, you weren't even denying that you sent the messages. Yeah, he didn't even deny it. He literally showed up there, and he confessed to all of it. Why didn't he do this, oh, the chat logs are fake routine when he was talking to Chris Hansen? Yeah. 
Yeah, he Why said, didn't he say lonely. those printed pages are bullshit? He said he's lonely, he's just looking for a girlfriend, she's 13, let's go for a ride, basically. That's all he said on the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, interestingly, I found this next clip very interesting, because he moved on to talk about how he's not he's not uh, being incarcerated or charged, so that basically means he's innocent in his mind. And also, he hasn't faced any repercussions over the last 15 years. The show hasn't really affected them. And I found this really interesting. So let's give this a listen. So I would say to Dateline that they're really not fooling anybody because I have walked in my shoes for 15 years since that incident. And I have never really had any type of uh, trouble in terms of being identified as a sexual predator, as a pedophile. Any person who's ever approached me Mm Any person who's ever approached me with uh, questions or was that you on that show, they honestly wanted to know how did they do it? How does Dateline do that? I see something <laughs> is wrong with the picture, but I can't figure it out. What What does he I mean? I gave like, autographs. Yeah, what, what, what does he mean? Like it was some kind of magic trick that NBC pulled, like Chris Hansen's a world-class magician. It's just a fucking censorship bar over his face. It's the only video editing that was that. What's he how, talking how about? How do they get you to say? How do they get you to say that you want to take nude photos of a child? H- how did they pull that one off? Huh? Yeah, like I can't imagine anyone who knows of his who he is or like you know his role on the show, if you will, uh, actually went up to him and said, uh, "How did they pull that off?" It just seems like such an out of left field thing for, uh, to happen, especially if. It's pretty much confirmed yet again that he's a pedophile. He wasn't like you know defending himself. I, I also this. don't believe that he like gets recognized in public. Does he go around bragging about this, telling people without prompt? Like, by the way, that shit where they caught me being a pedophile—that was fake. That was fake. Everyone that just like blurts it out at a party. So apparently, I'm not 100 percent sure on this. I tried to do a little bit of uh, research into it, but I couldn't find specifically what, how he was identified because, as we've discussed, he was censored on the original airing of the show. Um, and Chris Hansen has explained uh, after that fact that the only way he was identified was because he himself identified himself as the person on the show. <laughs> he came out <laughs> saying that he was on, he was that person. So well, there's also sure. the perverted justice site, I guess, which should come up during any like half decent background check if yeah, he's applying for any normal jobs. But I don't know. Yeah, we've only got a few clips left, and we're running out of short on time, so we're going to breeze through these. Uh, this next clip is about how he's not making any excuses. So, of course he's not. He, he hasn't just spent the last 20 minutes <laughs> talking about how it was all an inside 9-11 job. 9-11. By George W. Bush. <laughs> no. No excuses. He's, he's laying it all on the table. Let's, uh, let's have a listen. I'm not going to make excuses for uh, my behavior. I can tell you I was under a, a great deal of duress trying to uh, get back to work, uh, trying to satisfy whatever uh, requirements I had at the Creedmoor State Psychiatric Hospital, which were uh, demanding, also intentionally inflicting distress on to me. So immediately makes excuses after saying, I'm not going to make any excuses, basically. Fantastic. That's always a... Oh, well, also, that, I'm not going to make excuses. It's the thing you say when you are apologizing for something that you have done. So what... Is this an admission? What the he, fuck is he going did, on? He has admitted again. He has admitted that he ha- in the I didn't clip this, but in the episode, uh, the the interview, he did state that yeah, he made some of those messages, of course, but not all of them. Like a couple of them, 
were like the fuck toy one he specified wasn't actually him uh but the rest yeah <laughs> potentially so again I, I i don't believe that i think they were all his clearly obviously yeah only the part where i ask about her boobs yeah, yeah not... <laughs> i told her to say sir <laughs> yeah that was all me yeah i wouldn't ask her to have sex with me i'm not a freak <laughs> <laughs> This next clip is titled More Conspiracies, so we're about to listen to some more rambling, I assume. Let me also say that there are lines in the transcript that are not mine. When I was returned to Creedmoor, which I was, which Perverted Justice uh, reported on their website, um, my, my lawyer came into the room and I asked her, why am I being kept? And she said, because you asked the girl to be your F toy. And I said to my lawyer, no, I didn't. I never said that. And she kind of <laughs> threw she kind of threw her hands up. And, you know, I, I think she said, you know, I don't know if she said, yes, you did. But she kind of, you know, threw her hands up. Like I said, like she was kind of powerless, too. And let me say, I grew up in Fresh Meadows, Queens, New York, which was owned and developed by the Helmsley Spear Corporation. Harry Helmsley also on the Empire State Building. Uh, we never were allowed to have pets. <laughs> I don't know what the what? fuck that meant <laughs> at the end or how it tied into him uh, not having said those messages, but I wanted to include it because it's another one of those conspiracy theories like, that just showed up. It sounds like an early chat bot now just randomly generating tokens. What the fuck? Yeah, it, it was wild. I also like him like... I also like him being mad at his attorney. Like, yes, that's how they treat almost all of their clients because all of their clients are usually shitbags who yeah. just deny the crime they did. Yeah, he's powerless because you're still pretending that he didn't do the crime or you didn't say so. Uh, yeah, well, why did you rape this person? No, I did not. It's like, but, well, it's your attorney. You're supposed to be honest with her, idiot. <laughs> yeah. All right, this final clip is... Uh, I'm going to be honest, I don't remember what this clip is, so we're just going to play it. There's other lines in there that I did say, and it's comical to me that upon my first admission at Creedmoor, in the state of mind that I was in, that a social worker by the name of Rosemary Warshaw had told me that I had just joined the Marines. Okay, uh, yeah, so <laughs> I don't know what that meant. It's like he's having six different conversations at the same time, which I suppose is further, uh, you know, evidence that he is actually a schizophrenic man. I have no doubt. I have no doubt that he's actually yeah. extremely mentally ill. Uh, again, like it. I don't know if we've talked about this yet in the show, but that's no excuse to obviously be a pedophile. And I 100% think that he absolutely should have been identified to the public in the broadcast. I think it's a, it's a downright uh, shame. Maybe it should be a crime, honestly, that he was like censored. He, sh he was a, a public risk, very clearly. He went to meet a 13-year-old girl He's unstable. Obviously, whatever he's going through uh, in the you know health field, all of these uh, appointments and stuff, they're not working. Something needs to change because he's going to meet up thirteen with thirteen-year-old girls and photograph them. It's not working. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I concur. It's not an <laughs> excuse. If anything, it's more of a reason to keep you on some sort of a sex offender registry and lock you up. Yeah, keep an which, eye. Sorry, I get distracted because I'm looking at some of these pedophile screen names. <laughs> on the side, and one of them is SpongeBob Giant Dick, and another one is Ass Finder. Classic <laughs> Ass Finder. Sounds like an app. <laughs> <laughs> 
right. SpongeBob joint. <laughs> the last, okay. the last clip I pulled. This is a an explanation from Chris Hansen on why they censored it. I thought this might be particularly interesting, or whatever, just to hear from him as to why they they chose to censor her. But as we started to work towards actually putting this on the air and coming to terms with what we had, there was a big ethical discussion about Matt Dooley and do we use his identity at the time? And he was making noises to his lawyer and to his family and to anybody who would listen that he might harm himself because this was going to ruin his life. My argument was that he should be identified, and ultimately he was, and he identified himself, really, and I'll get to that <laughs> in a minute. People <laughs> needed to know who he was, why he was dangerous. And again, remember, there wasn't law enforcement involved here, so he never faced charges in this case. The debate went on for weeks and months, and ultimately, in that very first episode, we just used his screen name, Dark Hero, and we blurred his face, and the story aired. Okay. So that basically sums it up, right? There were ethical <clears throat> concerns about mm -hmm. him potentially committing suicide, which is a strange thing because that, that was never afforded to any of the other predators on the show. I'm sure most of them felt suicidal after having been caught, right? But it was just this Matt Dooley um, that was given that privilege of being censored. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So if you were like any of the other pedophiles, you've got to be feeling pretty envious and mad about this. Like, what 100%. the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, you mean I could have just <laughs> I, I could have just pretended to have been suicidal, or not even pretended. Like I think most people in that case would have been suicidal. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting excerpt from Chris Anton, and it seems like he one hundred percent agrees with us. So the um, it must have come from up top at NBC or something. Maybe uh, George W. Bush felt bad for how, <laughs> how it went with Matt Dooley and wanted to offer a. They wanted to suppress the information. Yeah, no. maybe maybe he felt bad and wanted to fix it up for him. But who knows? All right, so that's going to end this episode of digging into the life of Dark Hero 73. As Chris Hansen said, he never faced charges. He's still out there apparently doing YouTube interviews with people in the TCAP community. So that's interesting. <laughs> uh, there will be links in this show description on where to find stuff like the chat log, as well as a photo of him, as well as um, the interview itself which was done by a guy named Joey Teacup. Yeah, other than that, do you have any final thoughts on Mr. Dark Hero 73? Sir, no, sir. <laughs> Good answer. That, that was ex great. Excellent, excellent uh, legwork today. Very, very cool episode. I didn't expect us to go this long. Yeah, uh, there was a lot here. Um, one, one of the most prolific predators on the show, I would say, definitely, because he's the only one that was censored, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, de I definitely think that he was like one of the worst. I think he was one of the most dangerous and one of the most just, it was disturbing at how he didn't see anything wrong with what he did. You know, he was very argumentative about it. And he was very cocksure. Yeah. And very funny. Yeah. All right. So that's going to do it for this week's episode of Potophiles. We'll see you again in six months time. Hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> uh, let us know your thoughts below. All right. Thanks guys. Stay potophiling. Nice. Uh, Potophiles out. <laughs> <laughs>